he's been in the hospital now since Monday, and they've been doing a lot of tests. As you, most of you, I'm sure, know, he's been having increasing difficulty in walking. And even it came to the point the last month he really couldn't leave the apartment and and so forth, and it just kept getting weaker. And uh, but he's been having tests this week, and the way it looks is that he has diabetes, and that has been affecting his legs. That's what he found out yesterday. And so he's in rehab now. He's doing rehab to get that strength back to his legs. And so that's a prayer. Did you want to share what he told? We were up to see him yesterday, and he, we asked if there was a word that he wanted us to share with you all. And just sticky got, note. Okay. When we asked Pastor Dean, is there anything in particular you want the people to be praying for you? This is his quote. To pray in the spirit, connect with the Lord, and then ask him for his wisdom how to pray for Pastor Dean. And I thought that sounds like Pastor Dean. When we were there, just as we were leaving, there was two of the workers had peeked in and they were gonna give us a little more time, but I went out to thank them and they said, he's a very nice man. <laughs> so I popped back into Pastor Dean's room and told them that. Hi, Pastor Dean. Yes. Maybe he's watching right now. And uh, we love you very much. We will pray. We'll continue to pray. He said I could just get up and stand and just start walking, you know. And so, amen. So, a few other announcements. Um, another thank you uh, for those that helped with the play, History in the Baking, and the note that it is online now. You can watch it online. And I did watch Well, I didn't get to see all, but I want to see the whole thing. But the part where I did see it, I just, just want to commend well, all the actors, of course, and the director, but Doug with the camera, and where you went with that, and you also got voices, um, and then Joy also edited it, and so it's really um, connected. It's, uh, to me, it was good to watch that. It was like a movie. It was like watching a movie, and we, of course, started out in the sanctuary over there, the old sanctuary, and then and then Doug also got pictures and shots of some of the actors, you know, acting, but also the crowd that was getting cookies and the foyer by the kitchen there. But then back over here, I mean, it just seemed real. Like it was uh, in the story, um, in some ways, it was easier for me to follow the story that way watching it that way. So anyway, that's, uh, how can you see that? You can see it on our Facebook page. You'll have to scroll down a little bit there on the Facebook page probably. Or you can go 
on YouTube. On YouTube, to and just type in in search, type in history in the baking production. History in the baking production by TCC Drama, and it'll pop up there for you. Okay. You gotta stay. Watch it to the end because Joy put in some bloopers. Oh yeah, that's right. I would. I didn't see them, but I could hear him laughing watching it. Guess what? Especially Julie, Julie, Chris, the the four <laughs> women who sang. There were a lot of good bloopers. There were a lot of good ones. I'm gonna try and watch that today, but I loved it. Way from the bathroom, I could hear him just laughing. I thought he's watching the bloopers. <laughs> yeah. So if you need a good our, our quarter, laugh, make sure you, know, you watch the whole thing all the way through the bloopers. Some of you probably know in the past our quartet has been known to kind of lose it and start laughing as they were singing. I think that kind of goes back to my mom because she yes. used to do that sometimes. <laughs> but uh, I was kind of hoping during the production that you would do it. He said, even if it would have been just the last verse of the last song, but I'm going to tell you more about that. The first afternoon of the performance, we were in the very front row. And I thought about when you four came down the aisle singing, I thought this is not going to work because there could be eye contact between Julie or Chris with their brother and you'd start to see the shoulders. And I had to jab him a couple of times and say, don't look there, don't look there, literally. Because it could have happened. So the second performance, we were in the back row and I told Chris, she says, yeah, we're safer today because the lights are so bright. But even back there, it was like she still could see him, and so he still got a jab in the back roll. But then he yeah. said, I was disappointed. I was hoping maybe the last verse well, they'd lose this, it. This was better this way on the bloopers. That's yeah, then, he's, then he said that. Bloopers, but, but I even saw Joan laughing too, and I even saw Susan laugh. <laughs> In fact, I saw you hold the book up in front of you, <laughs> if I'm remembering right. <laughs> so that was good. Hallelujah. Lots of fun. We got to laugh these days, you know. That's right. You do. We need to. So, okay. This Wednesday again at 10 o'clock, we'll have a live stream touch point. It'll be Joyce and I, and we may have a guest as well. Youth group at 6 o'clock Wednesday night. Today we'll have coffee time after the service. Next Sunday we'll be having communion together. We will have communion. And for our tithes and offerings, we have our boxes for us that are here in the back for giving those. And then online for you that are watching, you can mail it to Box 67, 10 Strike, to our church. And you also can go to tinstrikechurch.com. So, Lord, we just thank you for 
Thank you that we can, can laugh. We're thankful that we could have that production when we did. We know it was just the right timing for it, the right days. And um, we think we can continue to laugh with that. We thank you for all those that did put their hand toward that, many hundreds of hours uh, to help that to happen. Lord, we cover all these events of the church, all that's going on, and we also pray for the financial areas. Lord, as we give, we give because your word tells us to and because we trust in you. And therefore, we do it with a cheerful heart. We give of our tithes and our offerings. And Lord, we know you take, you take care of us. In Jesus' name, hallelujah. Rob, we'll have you come up here now. We're so blessed. I got to see the last time Rob shared. I saw that online because that wasn't here. But uh, here, I know, Rob, you have a teaching gift. I'm just thankful for that. And uh, so we'll let you. This has been, Rob has been my friend for probably how many years? How many years? Yeah, a lot. Four wow. decades, I don't know. Four decades, wow. Quite a while. Hallelujah. And we're still learning from each other. Bless the Lord. Thank you, everyone, for coming today. You got your seatbelts on? Check them. I'm kidding, I'm kidding, don't. Some of you were actually looking for them on your chair. <laughs> here we go. We'll get into the message here shortly, but I just wanted to start with a couple few verses from Psalms. Psalm 122.1, I was glad when they said unto me. I was glad when they said unto me. I was glad when they said unto me. Let us go into the house of the Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. In Psalm 100, verse 4, enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. When we came through those outer doors today, it was like entering into his gates and the inner doors into the sanctuary, like entering into his courts. I hope when you entered in today that you brought thanksgiving with you and praise with you to worship the Lord because it is a good thing to be in his presence, not just here, but at home every day. Hallelujah. Happy, happy, says Psalm 144, 15. Happy are the people whose God is the Lord. Yes. Today what I want to share about is strengthening foundations, strengthening our, our Christian foundations. I'd like to start with Romans 12, verse 2. Thank you, Herb, for getting all these slides ready. Appreciate it. There we go. It says, Be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. And, oh, two, three weeks ago, Pastor Steve and Joyce were sharing about the lamp of God within us the light going out from us, the light going into us. And I shared with Joyce after the service, you know, thy word is a lamp unto my feet, a light unto, unto my path. I shared, I said, you know, what I was reminded of when I heard the word lamp 
was in Matthew chapter 25, the first dozen verses or so, the ten virgins with their lamps. Five were wise and kept their lamps filled with oil, the Spirit of God. Oil representing the Spirit. Five were foolish and over time burned up, used up the oil in their lamps. And their lamps ran dry. They all knew the bridegroom was coming sometime, maybe not exactly when. But you know, there's always time to run out. You know, get in the Word of God, get a fresh infilling, renew our minds in Christ. Isn't there always time for that? That's not being wise. We need to keep that refreshing every day, that renewing of our minds every day, that being in the Word every day, that seeking the Lord, honoring the Lord, praying to Him, fellowshipping with Him, fellowshipping with the body of believers every day. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind and the filling, continual filling of his spirit, the oil in your lamps. Proverbs 29, verse 18 says, Where there is no vision, the people perish, but he that keeps the law, happy is he. What is your vision? You know, we need to look to God for his vision for our lives. And when we've thought about that, or maybe somebody's asked you in your life, what's, what's your vision? Good question. <laughs> maybe hard to answer, but we always think of that long-term vision. Yeah, I wonder what God has for me down the road. I wonder, I wonder where he's going to lead me in the future and how I can prepare myself for that. But I think perhaps maybe an even tougher question to answer, not that that's an easy one. What is your vision for today? Today, when you came into church today, when you get up every day, what is your vision for today? Did you come wanting to receive from God's people and give to God's people? What is your vision for today? Here I go. <laughs> Must have been when somebody hugged me before the service. <laughs> See, I'm already trying to pass the blame. <laughs> Hallelujah. I can hear myself fine up here, but I'm sorry if that wasn't coming through okay online. So I believe by strengthening our foundations, we will be in a better position to fulfill God's vision for us today and each day ahead and into the future. Father, as we dig deeper into your word today, I just pray your blessing upon all of us to receive it and to grow it in us and to share it forth, Lord, with those around us. In Jesus' name, yes. amen. Back in, uh, I guess it was Father's Day weekend, I was sharing a, a message up here and I won't go into the details. I've shared it with just a couple of you. Uh, I was interrupted in the middle of my service in a unique way by the Lord. And there was just no way I could proceed until I mentioned this verse, Revelations 3, verse 2. It was something we had prayed in the prayer group before the service. 
And then after I shared this verse, then I could get right back into my message that I had prepared. Be watchful. Oh, and I was going to say, too, when Herb shared, I don't know, you know, the months go by quick, so months ago, <laughs> sometime between last Father's Day and now, uh, he also had this in his message. So it must be something the Lord wants to stick in us and make sure we remember it. Be watchful and strengthen the things which remain that are ready to die. For I have not found thy works perfect before God. You know, we all have areas in our lives that need to be strengthened. I don't think anybody's arrived quite yet. I certainly have areas that are a little weak and need to be strengthened. Hallelujah for God's grace. We just need to do so. When we identify those areas, we need to take care of them. Renew our minds. Psalm 11, verse 3. says, If the foundations be destroyed, what can the righteous do? We can't let it get to that point. If our foundations are becoming weaker, we need to repair them right away. Whether it's ourselves at home, at church, our communities, the world around us. I think of Adam and Vicki overseas right now, repairing broken foundations. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Well, how do we start? Well, I think we need to start just with ourselves. Regularly examine our own life, and we find a little crack or a little tear, a little moldy area, something that's been neglected. That's the time to deal with it right then. Maybe a question for you men in here. How many men in here like to, uh, like to sew? And you're pretty good at it. Must be the lights in my hand. I only see like two hands. <laughs> How many women like to sew and are pretty good at it? Okay, maybe a few more hands. <laughs> well, I think the women probably beat the men in this department pretty easily. And I th they'll understand this analogy that much quicker, although you'll all get it. Have you ever heard the saying, a stitch in time saves nine? Well, think about that with your, your spiritual foundations here. Just the need when there's a little tear, a little hole, a little crack in the foundation, the need to deal with it right then not to put it off and wait for another day, another week. <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell a true story about myself, which happened in last week, because the Lord has a sense of humor. I went to my loving wife with a shirt, asking her, could you please mend this hole before it gets any bigger? And when the timing was right for her, she got around and she did it. And she says, uh, Rob, you have two more holes in this shirt. And they're just about as big as the one that you noticed. <laughs> just a work shirt for around the house for painting or whatever. She has a little more wisdom when it comes to looking for the tears and the cracks in our garments and in our foundations. 
the time to deal with it is as soon as you notice it. Jude 1, verse 3 tells us we need to earnestly, earnestly, not haphazardly, contend for the faith, fight for the faith. Ephesians 6, verses 10 through 17 tell us about the armor of God. We've all heard about putting on not a piece of armor, but the whole armor. Put on the whole armor of God. so that you may be able to withstand in the evil day. We need to have all the armor of God on us to withstand the evil days. Our loins belted about with truth, the breastplate of righteousness. Our feet shod with the gospel of peace, taking up the shield of faith and putting on the helmet of salvation. And don't forget the sword of the Spirit, the Word of God, with which you can quench all the fiery darts of the enemy. I know, I know that I'm probably going to be talking about a lot of you right now, a lot of us. When we get ready to go to church, I don't know, say today, or Sunday morning, before we step out the door, and we're always kind of hurried. We've got to make sure we're going to get there in time. I've got to remember, I gotta work. where's my helmet of salvation? I've got to put that on. I want to look right when I go to church. Do I have peace on my feet? Yes, okay, gospel of peace. Yeah, what else do I need? Oh, the breastplate of righteousness. Oh, and the, I need truth belted around me. Yep, I better put on truth today. I want to look good. I want to present a good image of Jesus to my friends at church. Oh, I need the word of God. I got to bring that with me too. Yep, there. Now, aren't I a fine Christian ready to go to church? Yes, you are. Yes, you are. My question is, what do you do when you get home? I like to just, and I bet most of you do too, like to just switch into more comfortable clothes. But for the days and the weeks ahead, what do you do with the pieces of the armor of God? Do you neglect in your normal routine for the week ahead to take peace with you where you go? The helmet of salvation with you? The word of God, the sword of the spirit, the breastplate of righteousness? Do you forget to bring truth with you? We need all of the armor of God. All of it. The weather the evil days and the storms around us. So I encourage you, when you get more comfortable today, when you get home, think about the armor of God and don't take those pieces off. Hallelujah. Let's look at Galatians chapter 5, verse 7. It says, ye did run well. Ye did run well. I mean, you were going down the racetrack. You were flying. You were a blur. Your hands were just, I mean, I could hardly see you. You were passing off other people on the track. Your face was focused on the finish line. And you weren't going to stop. You weren't going to give up. Well, who did hinder you? Who did hinder you in this race? that you should not now obey the truth, the truth of the Lord. 
1 Corinthians 9, verse 24 tells us that all competitors run in a race, but only one receives the prize. And we are to run so as to win the prize, like Jude tells us, earnestly contend for the faith. 2 Timothy 1, 6 tells us to stir up the gift of God which is in you. I like it better when Pastor Steve brings this verse up because... He says, stir it up. <laughs> Louder than that. Stir it up, he says. Stir up those gifts that are within you. Hallelujah. That's kind of fun to say up here, you know. <laughs> you make sure everybody's awake, you know, in case they were nodding off. Stir it up. <laughs> well, think of one of your favorite uh, soup recipes. It's made up of a, a lot of ingredients. But for everything to kind of work together, and to blend together smoothly and to taste correctly. Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good and his mercy endures forever. Hallelujah. We need to stir those ingredients together. And when the pot is sitting on the burner, what happens if we walk away for too long? How's your favorite soup recipe going to be if you go back to it after you've neglected it for a while? I love what uh, Sue Van Tassel said. Decades ago, Mark brought the little saying to work with him. Just because you put something on the back burner doesn't mean you neglect it or that you turn the heat off. We need to still always be stirring that batch, that recipe, that special recipe of soup. We need to stir the gifts, giftings, the abilities within us regularly. Keep it on the burner. Taste it now and then. See that it's good. Hallelujah. Maybe we should have all brought our favorite soup recipes to share with each other today. Let's look at 1 Timothy 6, verse 12. That tells us to fight the good fight of faith. Fight it. It's a fight sometimes. It's a battle. There's some struggles sometimes. We're to fight the good fight of faith and to grasp a hold of, lay hold of eternal life. And now Romans 12, verse 21. Be not overcome of evil, but overcome evil with good. Speaking of recipes, I think this is a great recipe. Don't let evil overcome you. Overcome evil with good. That will help strengthen any of our foundations, both individually and as a church. Overcome evil with good. If we could just take that home with us today and seal it in our hearts. Overcome evil with good. I think the days ahead would be better and better. Psalm 34, 14 says to depart from evil and do good. Seek peace and pursue it. Seek and pursue peace. When you think of seeking and pursuing something, you think of, I think of the word passion. You're seeking and pursuing, whether you're running a race, 
Or maybe I could use this analogy. Uh, your spouse, before you got married, my guess is you weren't just lackadaisical about that. You were seeking and you were pursuing the person you married with a passion. You were seeking and pursuing that individual. And we need to seek and pursue the Lord through the Word of God and through regular fellowship with Him. Hallelujah. Keep doing that until we obtain the prize. Let's look at 2 Corinthians 10, verses 3 through 4. It says, For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war after the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty, mighty, as Pastor Steve would say, mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. We need to pull down the strongholds that war against us those that war against us individually and those that war against the church of God. Psalm 60, verse 12 says, Through God we shall do valiantly, for he it is that shall tread down our enemies. Not we shall do valiantly, through God. Through God. Yes, we shall do valiantly, but it's through God. For it's he who treads down our enemies. Psalm 119 verse 126 says, It is time. Listen to this verse. I mean, there may be other verses somewhat similar in the Bible, but the psalmist here is telling the Lord to go to work. Have you ever heard of a verse like that? I hadn't until I came across it a while back. That one. Hmm. I don't think I'd be so brazen as to tell the Lord to go to work. But, but listen to the verse and you'll understand. Psalm 119, verse 126. It says, It is time for thee, Lord, to work. For they have treated thy law as void. There are people who are treating the Lord's law as void, as not existing, as unimportant. Doesn't matter. It's time for the Lord to go to work. But we need to think about that from God's perspective. He doesn't want anyone to perish. Go to work on those people, Lord. Go to work on those people that don't understand and that deny your law. And bring them, bring them to you. Open them up. Many people, you know, they're blinded to the truths of God's word because his word is spiritually discerned. And we need to pray for these people, always keeping in mind that it was God's grace that brought us through the darkness and into the light, into the, the lamp of God's word, into that light. Hallelujah. Let's look at 1 Corinthians 15, verse 58. Therefore, my beloved brethren, be ye steadfast, unmovable, always abounding. In what? In the work of the Lord. For as much as ye know that your labor is not in vain in the Lord, be steadfast, 
be unmovable, always abound in the work of the Lord, and know that it's not in vain when we serve the Lord. It's not in vain when we do what he's called us to do that day or any of the days in the future. So let's continue in the work of the Lord, confidently knowing that his promises and blessings will follow us through life and into his heavenly kingdom. I have one more verse to share, and then I have something a little more personal to share that actually will tie in with the message. But Colossians chapter 4, verse 12. We probably haven't heard this individual's name too often over the years. Right there in the Bible. Not sure if I pronounce it right, but that's okay. Epaphras, who is one of you, a servant of Christ. How many people in here are servants of Christ? Hallelujah, servants of Christ. Well, he's one of us. Epaphras is one of us, a servant of Christ. Salute you, always laboring fervently for you in prayers. That's what we need to do for each other. Always labor fervently in prayers for each other. Be just like Epaphras. That ye may stand perfect, perfect, and complete in all the will of God. So let's be like Epaphras, praying fervently for each other to complete the will of God in our lives. You know, life, there's days that can seem, seem to be long and slow. Maybe a cold winter morning day can seem like it's just, why oh, this is a long winter. And then there's other times in life where, where did all the time go? Life, compared to eternity, life is short, so short. Sometimes maybe too short. And we need to always be ready to always have the oil of the Spirit within our lamps, being ready always. The Word of God within us. On Friday evening, just two days ago, Friday evening, Mary and I got a phone call. A lot of us have had similar phone calls in our lives. Not particularly the type of phone calls you want to get. Mary's dear Christian brother John, that's what the phone call was about. Mary's sister called. Solid Christian, I mean to tell you. Almost to the point, I've known John for, well, as long as I've known Mary. That's a lot of years, 45 and counting. Every time, from day one, every time you'd see him, happy, loving life. Oh, life is good, just happy, bubbly. Love the Lord. I mean, the first, you know, five, ten, maybe 20 times, it's like, you know, is this guy for real? 
I mean, doesn't he ever have a problem, <laughs> a problem in life? No, that's, that's who John is. A man that loves the Lord all the time. He was bicycling to work. He was a big bicyclist. I mean, he had one of the fancy bikes. I don't remember. He told me one time, and it just kind of, wow, you know, and that's, that's all I remember is that wow feeling in my head. He would ride. This is out not in Seattle, but in the Seattle area. So you know the weather, for the most part, there's not snow and ice, but there is sometimes. But rain or shine, he would ride to work, and I believe it was 18, depending which way he went, or which way he came home, 18 to 21 miles one way. Imagine riding your bike 20 miles to work, then working all day. Then, oh, huh. Here comes the rain clouds. Yep, get on your bike and ride 20 miles home. Life is great. And it was great. Great, wonderful way to enjoy your life and to stay healthy. Well, there was a, an accident on Friday afternoon. He was riding his bicycle where he should have been, on the shoulder of the road. And a witness coming toward him John was riding southbound, had a couple of cars also southbound, but a northbound vehicle saw, saw everything take place. And the second car in line, not the car that was closer to John, was speeding an extreme amount and coming up so fast to the vehicle in front of it that it was obviously going to be a collision. That vehicle swerved into the shoulder where John was enjoying his bike ride. John transitioned into heaven right there at the scene. He's still alive. He's still happy. He's still serving the Lord. But he passed on from us. So there's that hurt and there's that struggle. We're happy for him, and he wants us to be happy for him. The driver who hit John took off. The cops were able to catch up to him about an hour later. 28-year-old man, known drug addict, with at least one prior driving under the influence, no driver's license, and they found him in a car smoking heroin with a woman. That driver's been charged with vehicular homicide and felony hit and run, and is in jail with a $250,000 bail on him, which he won't be able to meet, of course. Point is, talking about oil in our lamps and being ready renewing our minds in Christ daily. We don't know when the Lord's going to call us home. We haven't a clue. We're just not that smart, folks. John would have us to be ready today. 
be ready today. And no matter how many days we may yet live, how many months or how many years, if you could, please, when you wake up in the morning, just tell yourself, I need to be ready today. That's always the answer for each day. Be ready today. Let's just close here in prayer, and then I'm going to turn it over to Pastor Steve. Father, we rejoice in your grace and your extended hand, your grace for us and your extended hand to us, Lord, to welcome us into your heavenly kingdom where there is no pain, no sorrow, no suffering. Thank you for freeing us from our sins in life and helping us walk with a bright lamp, the bright candle of your glory each day. Remind us, Lord, with each terror or crack in the foundation to jump upon it right away, to deal with it right away, and to continue to seek your face in the name of Jesus. And I'll just end with, be ready today. Why don't you just stay there a minute, Rob? <clears throat> Maybe someone here, but I'm thinking more likely online this morning, someone that is not ready. That you have, if you have not received Jesus as your personal Savior, you are not ready. And maybe there are some that you let it slip, like some of the scriptures we were reading here that you haven't been stirred up. That was so good, Rob. Um, the foundations need to be reset, re-secured in your life. This is the time to be all out for Jesus. Or maybe it'd say all in or whatever. I mean, this is the time to seek first the kingdom of God and being right with him. It is so much that way. And you will see it more and more in the days before us, I believe. But if you haven't done that, we got good news, don't we, Rob? Yeah. <laughs> and you've been sharing it already. You know, it's in Jesus Christ, but we're going to give you the opportunity right now. Uh, in fact, I'm going to have you that are here. I believe you are all believers that are here, but I'm going to have you repeat after me this prayer of receiving Jesus as your Savior. If you believe in your heart, in the Lord Jesus Christ, that, Jesus, that God the Father sent him to this earth as the babe that we just celebrated, the birth of Jesus, and that he walked this earth as the Son of God and Son of Man, that he died for you, as the Bible says, he took the stripes and he went to the cross for you, but then he rose from the grave but he paid the price for all of your sin. John was ready. 
John was ready. Mary's brother, 13 months younger than her, he was ready. But we want you to be ready. And so let's pray this. You can just follow my lead in praying it. And you pray with me if this is what you believe in your heart. Father God, I come before you. I know that I have sinned. I need a Savior. I believe in Jesus. I believe he died for me. He died for my sin so I can be right with you, God. I believe that he rose from the grave and is seated in the heavens now. I believe I receive your salvation. I receive your Holy Spirit that my lamp may be filled with oil. I'm part of the family of God. I am ready. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. But also those that have just not been in that place with the Lord that you know you need to be or want to be or should be, distractions of earth on this earth, world, the flesh, the devil, stuff has just been distracting you and pulling you away from that walk where you know you need to be, where your heart tells you, Lord, we pray for all these. We want to have our, our lamps filled with that oil and trimmed. We don't want to be like the foolish virgins who ran out of oil. We want to be strong in you right to the end, steadfast, like Rob was sharing this, all those scriptures, Lord. And so we pray about that. Anyone here in this room, but also those that may be watching online. We want to be strong. We want to be all out and all in or whatever direction it is for you, Lord, for the rest of our days. And everyone in agreement, in Jesus' name said, Amen. Hallelujah. Praise God. Amen. Lord, we do too. We, we pray for, Rob mentioned, our missionaries overseas right now. Lord, we just lift them before you. We thank you that they made it safely to their, where they need to be and the conferences that are coming up, Lord. We just cover those all with prayer. We cover Pastor Dean in prayer, Lord, for wholeness, restoration. In Jesus' name, we pray for Mary and Rob in this time of sorrow. And, and Mary's brother, we know he's 
he's still happy, very happy with you. But it's for us that are behind that it is hard. And so we just thank you for your help with those, for your comfort and your peace that passes understanding. Lord, we thank you for the true application of this word that's been brought to us today now. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. So we'll have coffee and fellowship together after this time here now. If anyone would like prayer, you can come forward and we'll pray with you. Hallelujah. Thanks again, Rob. Thank you.